Welcome to the Reach a Peak podcast experience. This podcast is for athletes of all levels who want to level up their nutrition to level up their game. Join me as I explore the world of nutrition, health, and performance. Each week, I dive into a new topic to help expand your knowledge, separate truth from myth, and change your perspective so you can start winning the right way and reach your peak potential. I'm your host, Alexa, the sports dietitian nutrition coach. Let's go. Today's episode is another review of an athlete's diet. So if that's what you're in for, well, you're in the right place. Okay, so welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, like I said, is going to be reviewing the diet of LeBron James. Okay, one of the greatest basketball players in the world. Okay, I don't, I don't think I have to go into who LeBron James is. If by any chance you are listening to this, even though you do not know who LeBron James is, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I want you to type up LeBron James and just search up about about him so you know a bit more context when it comes to what I'm talking about today. But I'm going to be going into this assuming that of course you know who LeBron is. And like a few weeks ago when I did a review on Simone Biles' diet, today I'm going to be going into a review of the information we have online about LeBron James and his diet specifically. There are a couple of different sources, so I'll be going back and forth between those, so bear with me. And I'm going to try and explain as much as I can from a sports dietitian's perspective on what I think about the diet that is presented in these articles. Keep in mind, these are news articles online based, some of it, a lot of it's based on also uh, information from external sources, not literally LeBron telling us. And also I want to make a point that historically, there is not a lot of information out there about the ins and outs of LeBron's diet. I'm just gonna be going into the information we have at hand, you know, on a news article somewhere or somewhere on a podcast where it might've been mentioned or somewhere online in social media, because perhaps you've come across it and you've wondered, is that really what he eats? Or is that what I should be eating? Cause I'm a basketball player and I want to be kind of as good as LeBron, you know, I'm going to be giving you the perspective of a sports dietitian, give you the ins and outs of what I believe is going on there. Whether I think what he's doing is evidence-based and also debunking any potential myths or misconceptions around his diet. Because remember, Athletes, even the most elite, are not, you know, they're not immune to becoming victims of misinformation around nutrition. In actual fact, you could argue that they're more because they're always going to be looking for that, that extra edge and that's going to lead them to fall for things that seem too good to be true. Okay, because kind of like, okay, what do they have to lose? They've got all this money to spend on themselves. And in actual fact, when you look at LeBron James, his, his situation is a classic example of someone who's dedicated to investing his body and health. It's reported that about over a million, about a million and a half dollars he puts into his body every single year to stay at the peak level. And when you look at the fact that he's now nearing the, the end of his 30s and he's still playing at an elite level, you got to understand that, okay, there has to be some correlation. But let's go into the diet. Let's go into the information we have at hand. And I'm going to kind of, like I said, I'm going to go back and forth in different situations and different pieces of information that have been talked about over the years, starting all the way back to 2014, now all the way to 2020 in recent times when one of his teammates kind of mentioned some stuff about his diet that made people go, wait, really? Is that what's going on? Well, I'm going to give you a perspective from a sports dietitian because that's honestly what needs to be done. Athletes and their diets are a whole different beast. Sports nutrition is a whole different beast, and that's what you need to understand. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I've got the news articles here in front of me. So let's get into it. 
first we'll start with the back into 2014, what happened back then. So back then there was this, there was news about LeBron not being in the greatest shape of his life and that he wanted to diet down and get into the best physique possible. And what happens was he posted a picture, a picture on Instagram and there he looked a lot slimmer and people were like, oh, what diet is he on? What is he doing? Surely he's doing something different. And it turns out that he did do something different at that time. So let's explore that first. So it was unveiled that his rapid weight loss was achieved. So first of all, rapid weight loss, not a fan of that. So I wouldn't have never got him onto a rapid weight loss regimen. That's, a, that's probably a lot of pseudoscience behind the reason for that and whoever kind of got him on to do that. But basically he said, I had no sugar, no dairy, and I had no carbs. All I ate was meat, fish, fruit, and vegetables. Well, first of all, fruit is carbs, it contains carbs, and vegetables technically contain carbs, just the varying levels. And a lot of it is just fibrous carbs. But basically, he cut out all those kind of extra carbs and dairy and all the sort of things that people tend to demonize and say are bad. And he did that for 67 days straight. And then that led to his kind of, I guess, slimmer physique at that time. Now, that's ages ago. Like, I'm not even going to go into the, in the details of how that influenced his performance and all this sort of stuff because that's ages ago. Okay, that, that was like his final year on the Miami Heat. So it was ages ago. And honestly, in my, that, at first kind of a first opinion, I guess, doing a rapid weight loss diet for 67 days just for the sake of it and cutting out all these things when you don't technically need to cut out those things to lose weight, you know, the whole rapid weight loss aside. Well, I'm not a fan of that. So first of all, that part of it, it's probably a lot of pseudoscience behind it. I don't know who got him onto that. Was it a nutritionist at the time? Was it his own kind of doing? I don't know, but it is what it is. That was back then. But yeah, first one is not that great. But then in a separate interview with, says here, Business Insider, doesn't really matter who with, uh, LeBron said that he once discussed his pre-game eating ritual. And this is what he said. Before competition, for me, I would like to eat chicken breast and maybe a little bit of pasta. The carbs help because you're going out and playing a lot of minutes. 100%. I have no problem with that, LeBron, that is on point. And then he says, but a salad and some veggies will, will have me perfectly fine as well. I mean, salad and vegetables is not going to give you those carbs that you need for fueling before a, before a big game, but definitely something that you need to have in your diet at that elite level to make sure you are nutritionally adequate as well. And then he says, and before the game, I might have a protein shake and some fruit and I'll be ready to go. Okay, so that's, that's pretty solid. Like I don't have a huge problem with that. Fruit's perfect option. Protein shake might be a bit too much protein depending on how, how I guess, close to the game or training session he's actually doing it. But there's nothing there that stands out as being, oh, that's a huge, huge problem. Okay, so, so far, from based on LeBron's information that he's given, nothing sounds like it's a big problem there. So now let's go into more details about the other information we have at hand. So here we got information about his former teammate Tristan Thompson, okay, that he once made comments about his diet saying that he really doesn't have any diet, what, so to speak, and he basically just eats whatever and he eats a lot of junk foods, et cetera, et cetera. So this is apparently to quote Thompson directly. I'm just going off the article, okay, do not come at me. Um, asking what he eats for breakfast, he has like five French toast, drowns it in syrup with strawberries and bananas, then he has like four egg omelet and then he just goes and dunks on somebody. It doesn't make sense. Okay, well, the thing you got to understand is that would be potentially a poor way to start a day for someone who's just generally trying to be healthy and trying to manage their weight and who's not hugely active. 
But someone like LeBron who trains so much, so first of all, has a very high calorie amount and calorie needs, so to speak. And also when you consider the fact that sports nutrition, there's a lot of nuances to it and reasons for the food choices we make, i.e. that very carby breakfast could actually be because he needs to replenish his carbs for the week ahead. Then you kind of kind of look at it and go, mm, maybe it's not so bad as much as they make it out to be. Like, obviously, he wouldn't be eating French toast all day and drowning it in syrup all day. He's obviously eating a high carb breakfast to get the day started because he's probably got a big training session coming up. Four egg omelet, well, there's nothing problematic with that. I don't get why that's being made out to be a problem. But then also he goes on to say that he eats dessert with every meal. I mean, there's not much information that LeBron's mentioned about that, so we can't really go off that really because it's not LeBron telling us. Uh, he says he'll come with this one-week diet, like going vegan, but he literally eats like it doesn't even matter. Well, that's something that you see a lot. Okay, You see a lot of athletes just jump on the bandwagon for things like vegan diets, paleo, and all this sort of stuff thinking it's the, the next big solution for their performance or thinking that it's healthier when in actual fact, a more balanced diet could be just perfectly okay. Not to say that being vegan and being an athlete wouldn't work. 100% it can work. There's heaps of athletes out there who are vegan and thrive. It's more so, what is the reason behind that choice? That's what we look at here. What is the reason behind that choice? But he goes on to say he's a real specimen. Well, we can all agree, all agree on that. He's genetically very high level. He says here he's like crap. I remember one year he tried to eat like uh, I tried to eat like he did, and I gained weight and stopped doing it. And he loves his sweets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, first of all, you can't compare yourself to LeBron James. I can assure you that Tristan Thompson is probably not doing as much workouts as LeBron, and he does not have the same genetics. So, classic example of never compare yourself to a teammate. Always do your own thing. Now he goes on to say that there is information that he does have a personal chef. Well, of course. Okay, who wouldn't have a personal chef with that money? And he gets his um, healthy, delicious meals made for him. So awesome. So that just goes to show that it's probably making a lot of jokes there. It's probably just a bit of tongue in cheek. But when you look at someone like that, an athlete of that level, and also when you look at the, the, the principles of sports nutrition, you got to understand that different foods serve different purposes. And just because you eat certain foods does not mean you're eating an unhealthy diet because it may be for a specific reason. For example, it's not uncommon for me to recommend for an athlete to have a white bread and jam on toast before a game because that is a way to get a good quality, a good quality, you can argue good quality, but it's a way to get a nice, easily digested carbohydrate source in your body before a game so you can get your fueling started sooner, basically. But I wouldn't be going to everyone that's trying, that comes to me who's not an athlete and just the day to day, just yeah, for dinner, just have some white bread and jam. It's all about the context, okay? Context matters, and that's what people need to realize with athletes is context is huge when it comes to this. Now we go into some more information from uh, his personal trainer. I don't, I don't know if this is his, still his personal trainer because this was back in 2019, but his personal trainer did an interview, and at the time it says LeBron was recovering from an injury and he was helping him maintain a healthy program. Now here's where some information is good and some information is bad, and just goes to show you that Honestly, every, every athlete out there would honestly benefit from having a proper sports dietitian involved, not just a, a personal trainer who thinks that they know about nutrition or a chef who thinks they know about nutrition or a nutritionist who's not actually a qualified nutritionist. This is where a lot of that nuance comes into it. But I'm not going to go into that today. That's a whole different story. So it says here, as far as his diet goes, we've eliminated extra carbs and extra sugars in order for him to drop the weight. Well, he would be dropping weight, but mostly water weight. 
because the more weight he's carrying around, the more stress apparently that will put on his body. Of course, any excessive weight on your body is obviously going to put more stress, especially as an athlete of that level when you're doing all that jumping and, and you know, falling down and all that sort of stuff. It's obviously going to put a load on your knees. That's why things like injuries are very problematic for bigger basketball players and the, the centers because of all that pressure that's been put on their joints. But the, the notion that he had to eliminate extra carbs and extra sugars in order for him to drop that weight, well, no, it all comes down to calories. And also a lot of that could be potentially water weight. And this would also depend on how much functional mass or non-functional mass he had at the time, which I wouldn't know. During the same interview, his trainer obviously said that he acknowledged that he, that James still occasionally has a cheat meal, so to speak, as they call it, and a glass of wine with dinner. If you know anything about LeBron James, you know that he loves his wines. He drinks it quite often. And cookie, a chocolate cookie with ice cream for dessert, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, honestly, there's nothing problematic about having dessert as an athlete. And honestly, it's something that I want to encourage more. The reason being is, so I'm going to explain. Just because dessert's not technically the most healthiest thing, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be having it if they desire to have it. A lot of athletes, they restrict themselves so much going, eh, I can't eat this because I've been told that clean eating is the way to go. No, clean eating is not the way to go for athletes just because some news article out there said it is or some nutritionist said it is. Clean eating on paper, when you look at it, yeah, technically if you were to just eat whole foods, you know, that would be probably ideal. But food goes beyond just fuel for a lot of people and you can't be restricting yourself that much and expecting yourself as a human to be like, yeah, I'm just going to work as a robot. Naturally, we do enjoy those kind of things. So the fact that LeBron has a bit of dessert in his life, I have no problem with that at all. Okay, so the rest of it goes on to his workouts, which we're not going to go into. But I'm just trying to go, yeah, here we go. I found this information as well. This was based on his trainer as well on the podcast he appeared on. And it talked about revealing a previous day's intake of LeBron James. So now that we've talked about the ins and outs of some information that people have mentioned about his diet, the fact that overall I see no huge problem with it without knowing the context behind it, but also that the main problem I had was the generally the demonization of carbs still, that there's still some demonization of carbs, even though LeBron himself said that it's important. So like I said, I think LeBron knows what he's talking about there. Then here we go in terms of a specific day. Breakfast. Egg white omelet with smoked salmon and gluten-free pancakes with berries. Gluten-free, probably didn't need to go gluten-free. There's honestly no reason for him to go gluten-free. That's probably a lot of pseudoscience on the behalf of his trainer making him go gluten-free unless he just prefers the gluten-free options. That's fine. But unless you've got celiac disease, you don't really have to avoid gluten. Egg white omelet, nothing wrong with that. I mean, you could have a one yolk in there just to give you some extra nutrients because it's honestly a powerhouse of nutrients, the, the egg yolk. But it could be the fact that he's having smoked salmon. So he's already getting a fat sauce with breakfast. So I don't have a huge problem with that. Then for lunch, whole wheat pasta, salmon and vegetables. Yep, perfect. Protein, good quality carbs, vegetables. Can't go wrong. And here we go. Pre-game, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Love it. Okay, that is one of my favorite snacks as well to have before a game or during game. It's just a great option because it gives you some fast digesting carbohydrates, a little bit of fats to sustain the, the absorption of it, but mostly just for some extra taste. You just don't want to be packing on the peanut butter because pre-game, having too much fat, going to be a problem. Then it says here, half time, he had a apple slices with almond butter. I uh, probably wouldn't be having almond butter in the middle of a game, but you know, like I said, everyone works differently. So if that works for him, so be it. I can't dispute that. It's LeBron James, but there's no, there's no pseudoscience there. That's what I'm getting at. There's no real pseudoscience. 
yeah, it goes a bit against sports nutrition principles in terms of don't consume high fat foods during a session. Ideally, just do carbs during a session, aka just the apple slice would work. But yeah, nothing there hugely pseudoscience-y. No, there's no quackery there, <laughs> so to speak. Post-game protein shake, yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, getting a meal in post-game would be ideal, I guess, because it gives you a more combination of nutrients, but nothing wrong with a bit of a protein shake, especially if it's based on like milk. So it gives you some carbohydrates. Think of it in the same sense of like a, like a chalky milk. Classic example of a sports nutrition post-workout meal. The same way you could argue that the protein shake works, depending on how it's made, obviously. And then dinner is chicken parmesan with a agarula salad, which I believe is a, like rocket here in Australia. So basically a salad, a green salad with chicken parmesan and a beautiful, they say beautiful glass of Cabernet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a drinker myself, so I don't really care for the, for the wines now, but having a bit of wine, I'm sure it's not going to hurt him. Technically speaking, the less wine an athlete has or less alcohol the athlete has, the better. But there's not a huge problem with that. It's just a normal part of being a human for most people. So yeah, based on that previous day of what was kind of mentioned, nothing stands out as being too pseudoscience except for maybe they're gluten-free, but I don't know the context of that. And the fact that almond butter is probably not a great thing half-time. You could just have the apples, but yeah, not too much of an issue there. And it goes on to say that he avoids you know, deep-fried foods and sugary artificial drinks. Uh, I mean, the artificial drinks, there's a lot of fear-mongering around that, so I don't know what the reason for avoiding that is. I mean, it's not that, oh, yeah, you should be getting your artificial, like, like I'm saying, you have to go drink artificial drinks. But if you're just avoiding, like, let's say, sugar-free drinks that have some artificial flavors and you just enjoy a little bit of a drink here and there, there's nothing problematic with that. Fried food, yeah, he admits he sometimes cheats on the off-season. I don't like the word cheat, but other than that, he seems to know what he's doing there. But here's the one that I'm not a big fan of. Uh, so his trainer goes on to say that James continuously drinks water. Awesome. Can't, can't argue with that. But he also tries to help keep James's diet clean and organic all year long. Clean, there is no definition for it. Clean could be anything. You could say that your food is clean because you washed it, <laughs> okay? You could say your food is clean because it doesn't have carbs. You could say your food is clean because it doesn't have gym low or whatever you want to call it. You could say it's clean because it doesn't have gluten. Clean has no definition. Everyone's version of clean is different. And then at the same time, your diet doesn't need to be clean to be good. And then organic, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having organic foods if you want to. And obviously he can afford the extra expense. That's not a problem. But I guess... I'm just arguing the case of what is the reason he's making him do organic specifically because there's no superior nutritional value to it and it's not necessarily more environmentally conscious either when you actually look at the, the need for more land I and mean, all this sort of stuff that I'm not going to go into. So that's more me saying there's nothing bad about him technically eating clean organic all year long. It's just what's the reason? What's the pseudoscience behind it? Why is he making him do that if that's not really grounded in science? That's more what it is about. But overall, looking at the information that we have on LeBron's diet, there's a lot of, you know, being too harsh on LeBron, I guess, with um, Tristan Thompson's comments and stuff. But like I said, probably it's just a bit of tongue in cheek to make a bit of a joke. And when you look at the sports nutrition principles and what sports nutrition is and why it's a different beast, you understand that diets for athletes are always going to be different. And what, what they eat, you shouldn't probably be eating because they have different needs and they have different metabolisms and also, obviously, different caloric needs. So nothing hugely problematic except for the, the sporadic, I guess, demonization of carbs throughout his diet throughout the years where he's kind of cut him out for no reason, especially since he needs carbs and there's no reason to cut him out. But other than that, 
nothing there hugely problematic. Like I said, we don't know a lot of the context here. We don't know the actual specifics of the diet day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out, month in, month out. <laughs> so we don't know all that sort of stuff. And we don't know exactly from LeBron what he says. Like I said, you can never just go, yeah, that person said something about someone and that's exactly true. Like you've got to understand that there might be a lot more context here and there is information and there is good reason to uh, to believe the information out there that LeBron has a personal chef who cooks healthy, delicious meals for him as per the article. So yeah, hope that was interesting for you. Hope you've enjoyed me analyzing the information out there on LeBron's diet. Key points is athletes' diets are different. Carbs are important. No reason to eat clean and don't worry about organic unless you really want to. That's pretty much the main stuff from, from there. I wish there was more information, but historically he hasn't been that upfront with what he eats for obvious reasons and also why it doesn't really matter that much, you know? Why does it really matter what he specifically eats? But I thought it'd be like a nice little interesting thing to do, especially as an NBA fan. Maybe you're a basketball fan as well. So yeah. Now, if you've got any questions regarding what I've talked about today, please send me a message. Okay, you can either send me a DM on Instagram, follow me there at The Climate Dietitian, or if you want to, send me an email at alexa at theclimbingdietitian.com.au. It's in the show notes below. So check it out. Make sure it's spelt right. Couldn't tell you how many times it's been spelt wrong. And then send me an email and let me know if you've got any questions regarding this and go from there, basically. If you want help with anything, if you want me to work with you specifically, if you're looking for a sports dietitian, I guess I should say, I can potentially help you with that. So there is information in the show notes below how to reach out, how to apply. Otherwise, as always, you can never go wrong with just sliding in my DM or sending me an email and asking me a question. Okay, I don't bite, nice and friendly. Send me a message and we'll have a chat. But I hope this has been interesting and informative for you. Until next time, have a good one. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast so you can stay up to date whenever I drop an episode. And of course, if you enjoyed today's podcast, remember to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. You can also find me on socials where I regularly post valuable sports nutrition content to help you elevate your sports game, elevate your nutrition game, and reach your peak potential. Simply search for The Climbing Dietitian and be sure to click follow. Until next time, stay safe and stay dedicated. See ya.